Hey everybody, it is Renee here at Reformation Body Solutions in Las Gatas, California. And I am so excited about today's program because I am bringing you the first uh, probably dieter and the absolute first coach in clinic in the United States. And she has such a great story about how she got invited to be the first clinic. So you know that Ideal Protein is an FDA approved protocol. It's a medically derived scientific protocol. It works for a reason. And Lisa is the most experienced coach I have talked to. And um, we're going to get to give you all of her information. We're going to be addressing the challenges of phase one today. So um, before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping. If this is something that you are loving, send us all your hearts. Um, engage with us. Tell us where you're from. Tell us what phase you're on. Tell us how much weight you uh, want to lose, what your biggest challenges are, and we're going to address all of your questions in the comments or, or as we go through. We'll be addressing questions and um, definitely doing a Q&A at the end. So make sure that you tell us all these things and um, we are super excited to see you. So Lisa, uh, tell us your story. Okay, so hello everybody. Um, thank you for having me. Um, well, my story starts way back when I was about 15 years old. Um, I grew up in Michigan in a Lebanese-Armenian household. So we ate a lot of leaves and a lot of EVOO uh, before Rachel Ray coined that term. We didn't have bottle dressings in our home. My mom stayed home, so we had many home, most of our meals were home cooked. Um, I grew up pretty organically. I'm, I'm gonna be 55 in April, so 55 years ago, everything was organic. The chickens were organic, the cows were organic. We didn't have to pay money for that. Um, but that being said, and I was athletic, my dad sold sporting goods for a living. My brother's only 14 months older than I am, so he made me his brother. So I learned how to punt, pass, kick, throw footballs, run faster, jump higher than all the boys in the neighborhood. Um, my brother used to tell me if he had my thighs, he'd be the best fullback in Flint, Michigan. So that was always the joke. He used to call me Thunder Thighs, which wasn't very nice. But, um, but I, I definitely um, was very aware of my uh, young lady body. When I was about 14 or 15, I realized that my body just was stubborn. And that I could eat the way my family ate and I could exercise the way my brother uh, and dad exercised, and I still would just gain weight. I used to say I can look at, you know, French fries and they would land on my thighs. I wouldn't have to eat them. I just had to, you know, look at them. And so it kind of started the journey of me being uh, always talking about my diet, always talking about being on a diet, always feeling, you know, frustrated about my weight. Um, so when I was 18, I took some Dexas trim pills. And then when I was in my early 20s, I did Nutrisystem and I was successful. I lost weight. Um, but then I would gain it back. Um, I did things like, you know, I did other things like Jenny Craig, Nutrisystem, Weight Watchers. I did the cabbage soup diet. I did a hypnotherapy diet once. Um, I did crazy things. I had my hair tested, my saliva analyzed, the mercury taken out of my mouth once a week for four weeks to get all that out of me. So there was many, many things that I did to try to get my body healthy. I did become a massage therapist about 22, about 20, yeah, 22 years ago, I became a massage therapist. So uh, my brother ended up becoming a sports chiropractic physician. So I've grown up around tonics and elixirs and a little bit to the left. I, I'm, I called myself the organic fat girl, actually. Um, <laughs> I was the one eating whole food, real food, fresh food, no fried food, no fast food, no soda. I was just fat. And um, when I say fat, I don't have a picture, but 
you know, my thighs were like 27 inches each thigh. Um, wow. I was wearing a size 16, probably should have been a size 18 jean and they were tight. Um, I didn't know what to do. Um, kind of the impetus for me was, um, unfortunately, my dad was on the golf course about 14 years ago and uh, he made a 20 foot putt for par and he, he died. He basically dropped dead. Uh, my dad was the picture of health on the outside, but on the inside, he had uh, a lot of things going on and known as now that I've learned insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome. He was given a clean bill of health in February and he died in August. And that kind of set off a chain of reactions for me. My dad's dad died in his 40s. His mom died in her 60s of cardiovascular disease as, as it related to diabetes. Um, my aunt got diabetes so bad at the end of her life, they wanted to cut her legs off, but she died before mm -hmm. they could do that. So I started thinking about it. I was 41 when he died. Um, I was frustrated. I had these three little girls at home, and I thought, my gosh, you know, I'm so heartbroken about my dad, but I need to pay attention to this fat that I can't mm -hmm. get rid of. And no amount of exercise, eating less, eating better, you know, exercising more made me better. And so I ended up uh, going to this natural health care. Oh, no, I know what happened. In January of 2005, I woke up like everybody does in January and goes, oh, crap, I really need to get myself together. So I did what everybody does in January. I hired this personal training facility called the HIT Center, where they really work you out. Uh, I went there three to four days a week. I put myself on a higher protein, low carb diet that, you know, we know as Atkins or South Beach. So I did, I did that. And I did that for 10 months and I was diligent. I was really, really very focused on getting better. And I really didn't deviate from my plan. Well, at the end of 10 months, I gained two pounds. It wasn't really muscle. I was still 37% body fat. I still had 27 inch thighs. And I was miserable and I was sad and I didn't know what to do. And I was just crying and I prayed. And I asked God to give me an answer to my prayer. And the next day, my brother called me and he told me to go talk to this natural healthcare doctor. So I went and talked to this doc. And this was back, guys, this was back in 2005, okay? This was November 30th of 2005. So um, he sent me to a workshop like we give today. And I have to tell you, I've given a workshop every two weeks since 2006. Um, I have not skipped uh, a workshop. And uh, I went to this workshop and this lady started talking and she started talking about the pancreas and the hormone insulin. And I knew basically about the anatomy of the body, again, being a massage therapist, I understood the basic workings. But here's what she said to me. And I don't know if you've ever been in church, but you think the priest is just talking to you. And there was like, you know, 40 people in the room. And I thought she was talking to me. She said, you know, there's three kinds of food when you have a dysfunctional pancreas. She said, there's the food that you know makes you gain weight, which is the cookies, cakes, candy, soda, alcohol, incessantly every day at every meal. And I'm like, okay, I'm not eating like that. And then she said, there's the rabbit food, that food that will never make you gain weight. And that could be the lettuce and the celery and, you know, the cucumbers. She said, but there's a third category of food that could prevent you from losing the fat you already have stored. And as soon as she said it to me, it hit me like a bullet between my eyeballs. I'm like, oh, my gosh, since I'm 15 years old, it's my pancreas. And I started thinking, my dad, my grandpa, my grandma, my aunt, holy cow, it's my pancreas. So I was in this workshop. It was November 30th. The next day was December 1st. And I thought, do I really start a diet on December 1st? And I thought, well, I've tried from January of 2005 till, just, you know, till you know, November of 2005 to do it my way. It wasn't really working. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to jump in. I'm going to jump in 
And I figured if I lose any weight in the month of December, that will start me in Jan- you know, start me off January the right way. So I jumped in and I literally followed the protocol like it was my job. I did not deviate from it. I didn't question it. I didn't think, I know I've done a lot of other things, but my, my job was to do this program because I said to this woman, I said, if this works for me, like you said, it's going to work. I said, I will be a walking, talking billboard because nothing touches these thighs, not elliptical, not lunges, not squats, nothing touches these thighs. And so I went in and I, for 10 weeks, man, I put my head down and I did what I needed to do. And it was nothing short of a miracle. In 10 weeks, I went from a size 16 to a size eight. I went from a 37% body fat to a 28% body fat. I lost five and a half inches off of each thigh, my hips and my belly without exercise. I had to fire the trainer because I couldn't pay for the trainer and the food. And, you know, I said, okay, well, th- this clearly isn't working. You know, it, the, the workout wasn't working for me at that point. I know it was making me stronger and I know it was healthy for me. And I know that I was, you know, um, uh, you know, good for me in many ways, but it wasn't getting the fat out of my body. It wasn't changing my chemistry. And when I understood that ideal protein was a, not a diet, because I've done a lot of those. When I understood it wasn't a diet, that it was a chemistry, that it was a reset, that it was a reboot, that it was something working from the inside out, I'm like, I can get my head around this. And then when it actually happened, I was blown away. So I actually started teaching Idol Protein, and I did the original cooking shows in my house. Every two weeks, I would cook food for people. Strangers would come to my house. at a whiteboard in my living room. My daughters could run off the spiel in their, in their sleep because I had my little whiteboards. <laughs> doing the pancreas and the tanks of energy and how the body burns fat, what order it burns it in. And it was a whole big spiel. Well, I did that for two years. And then in um, January of 2008, thank God, we became a U.S. clinic or U.S. company. And we were able to start doing ideal protein in clinic form. But what happened to me was I literally took me six months to get, you know, get my body in shape, get, get me in. So June 1st, it took me from December 1st to June 1st. And I ended up between a size six. I'm about a size eight now, but I stay around, a, you know, size eight uh, as I've gotten older. But I was got down to a size six, and I've literally been able to stay, knock on wood, but not knock on wood because I've learned the rules. But between, I've been able to stay between a size six and an eight for now. What is it going to be? Twelve years. June first will be twelve years. I've been able to learn how to keep my weight in check. And in the meantime, I was asked to be uh, one of the first hydroprotein clinics in the United States. Um, I was one of the first uh, people to help open clinics and train clinic owners and train coaches. And then I opened up my first clinic in March of 2008, and I have a second clinic. So I have two clinics I run now in the Tampa Bay area. And I will just tell you, um, Ideal Protein changed my life, and Ideal Protein saved my life. And I know that I get to teach people this every day if I can get them to understand the chemistry. Well, that's that's. So, so inspiring. So, Lisa, tell us, um, and, and before we get going, if, if everyone can take a moment to share this broadcast, it really helps, um, you know, to share, to to get the engagement um, as as people are watching. If, if you just take that moment to do that for us. And, of course, send us all your hearts and likes. And, and if something is really um, resonating with you, send us a question. Um, we will be answering questions. Send us your challenges. Tell us where you're from. Tell us what phase you're in because um, we are we're here to answer questions. 
questions today. And uh, Dee is here, and Dee's a, a fantastic coach up in Red Cliff in Alberta, Canada. Thanks, Lee, uh, Dee, for watching. Um, so, Lisa, tell us um, what are the biggest challenges that people face? And and you know, Lisa has coached. Uh, probably thousands of dieters in the last 10 years. What are the things that um, come up, uh, you know, for people and, and why is it so important that people have to stay on protocol no matter what? Well, that's, that's a good question and it's actually good timing. So I always put myself on a reboot every January because my body definitely is insulin resistance and I definitely have metabolic syndrome and I have to be preventative all the time. So I always go back on the protocol in January. And um, sometimes I stay on in, into February, depending on what has happened with my body. And I love being on protocol in the moment of each year because life happens to all of us. And mm -hmm. this January, a lot of life happened for me. And I had decided to put myself on protocol like I always do on January 2nd. And then I needed to travel to Ohio for my great nephew's birth and baby shower I was helping to do. And I traveled with my 82-year-old mother, who is blind and disabled a bit. And so it was very challenging. And, of course, we got stuck in some airports because it's the winter. And we're from Florida, and we don't like cold weather. And it was a very challenging travel day, and it was extended. And, and these things happen to me when I'm on protocol. So it gives me an opportunity to go, okay, now listen, you, what would you do? Like, what are you going to do right now? Because now you're stuck in an airport for three hours. You're on protocol. You don't want to deviate from protocol. And how can you work this out? Well, see, I'm very good at it. So I learned. I travel with ideal protein. I always travel with extra ideal protein. Mm -hmm. I always travel with a little tube of apple cider vinegar or some kind of dressing that, you know, those little three-ounce ones that you can take through the little mm -hmm. checkpoint. I, I take three of them and I put my cappuccino because there's 10 ounces. I put like three, 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 and then I drink an ounce before I get on the airplane. Mm -hmm. So I have my cappuccino mm -hmm. with me. So I can, I can make a, a, a Starbucks, I can go to the, uh, when I get on the other side, I can get my coffee and I can make my cappuccino latte uh, with my protein. Uh, so I, I have these, I carry my salt. I, you know, have some gums and mints with me. I, and they're all, everything is in line with that. So if you get stuck, you're not really stuck. And then even when I needed to take my mother to eat something, I was able to get a salad the way I needed to get it because mm -hmm. I had my own dressing. And that's what trips some people up sometimes. They don't have their dressing. And then I ate a bag of my Dorito chips because those are good to travel with. And then I had a bag of nuts for the airplane, the idle protein spicy nuts. And so that was one thing. And then, you know, I get to my sister's house and she's married to an Italian man and we're Armenian, like I said, and a Syrian. So there's food everywhere and there's wine everywhere and there's all these things everywhere. And I'm like, okay. But you are on a mission. You are on a mission. And so that's the other part that gets hard for people is social environments. Um, how do you handle social settings? And I just look at it like I got to my sister's house and she goes, oh, my God, you look like you need a drink. And I said, I do need a drink. I said, can you get me a wine glass? She said, absolutely. She goes, what would you like? I said, can you get me a Perrier? She said, absolutely. And I stood there and I poured that Perrier in that wine glass. And I said, OK, I got my drink. I'm good to go. And I was able to just kind of set the tone for the weekend. And understand that, listen, I'm not going to be on protocol forever. I know I'm not going to be on protocol forever. So if I do this now and I don't make excuses, I'm going to be better later. And so I got through that weekend. There was a baby shower. I was at the baby shower. There was cookies and cupcakes. I had my brownie with me. I asked for my coffee. 
I had my little stevia drops. I didn't have to worry about if they had Splenda or whatever. I had to carry those with me. Um, I literally stayed on protocol. Then I came back, and about three or four days later, my mother took an unexpected turn and ended up, I found her on the floor uh, in her apartment, and she was very, very sick. Uh, she could have died had I not showed up there, but she ended up with double pneumonia and the flu A, and she was very, very sick. I then have spent the last month burning the candle at both ends. I have two clinics, I have a husband, I have two grandchildren, I have three daughters. I have a mother that spent a week in the hospital and three weeks in rehab. When I tell you I work 12 hour days and then I would leave, I would come home, grab my food, I'd go to the rehab center or the hospital. I did, I think I missed four shifts in a month. So you talk about staying on protocol through all of that. And you could, I could use that as an excuse. Well, I'm at the hospital. Well, I'm at the rehab. Well, I don't really have, no. I said, okay, you know, this is what's going on. So many days I had what I called a vegetarian day. I had five ideal proteins and I grabbed some cucumbers and some celery and some grab and go food. I grabbed a couple hard boiled eggs. You know, if you want to, you can. And I am not patting myself on the back. What I'm saying is I also experience life when I'm on protocol. There was a yeah. January that I ended up with a cold three days later. I'm on day three and I end up with a congestion and I'm trying to stay on protocol. And you don't want to eat salad when you have a cold or a sore throat. So what did I do? I made a pot of soup. I got some bone broth. I got some mushrooms. I couldn't taste any of it. But I knew that if I ate the broth with the vegetables, that was better than me skipping eating. And then, you know, I do protein has some soup and I was able to, you know, make some hot chocolate. And, you know, you, every time I do protocol, something happens in my life to make me understand that if you really are dedicated to your health and your wellness and you're dedicated to changing your chemistry and your hormones, which is what Ideal Protein does. And if you don't think of it like a diet, but you think of it as a, as a method, which is what Dr. Tran says this is, he says that your lifestyle eating, what you eat in your lifestyle is your diet. Ideal Protein is a method. It's a protocol. You follow it, A, B, C, D. If you're in technology, do you skip step three? You know, if you're a nurse, do you omit the, the drugs at three o'clock you're supposed to give, or do you add a different drug in? If you're a nurse and the doctor says, give this drug, and you say, oh, I don't want to give that one. I'm just going to give this one. Or, you know, I'm going to find an alternative to that drug. I'm going to give them something else, you know? So whatever in, in life, whatever it is that you, it's a method. Follow the method. When you follow the method, and I can honestly tell you from 10 years, 12 years of experience, 10 years in the clinic, thousands and thousands of patients, mostly women, women, about 80% of my clientele are women. We have a lot to deal with with our hormones and a lot to deal with with, you know, how our, our bodies react. But I will tell you that um, women are usually going to be down 20 to 30 pounds every 10 weeks. If you do what you're supposed to do, and it doesn't matter, and I'm watching it too to see, it's kind of funny. I, I'm watching what my body's doing. And it's funny because there'll be four or five days where that scale doesn't move. And I'm not a scale watcher and I don't really believe in scale watching, but I'm kind of doing it on purpose because I have scale watchers and I want to teach them that you really shouldn't be a scale watcher because if you are, it can mess you up in the head. But I actually have seen my own scale stick, um, you know, like Friday. Friday is my weigh-in day. So when I weigh in on Friday, I see my weight. And then I do the weekend and then I get on the scale again and it goes up a pound. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I didn't have my glass of wine. I didn't have my avocado. I didn't have my nuts. I didn't have my cheese. I, what did I do? And then I'm like, no. So what did you not do? Sometimes it's not what you are doing. It's what you're not doing. Did you drink all your water this weekend? Well, I got a little busy. I didn't really drink all my water. Did you measure your salt out? No, I just kind of used it randomly. Did you take your vitamins? Oh, I skipped my vitamins on Saturday because I was out the door early and I didn't, I didn't do that. You know, 
Did you eat out on the weekend? Even if you ate clean and even if you ordered the right way, did you eat out two or three meals over the weekend? Eh, sometimes if you weigh yourself Monday morning, you're going to weigh a little bit more because you just ate at a restaurant two days and the restaurant food has a little more sodium in it, probably has some hidden fats in it, could have had some hidden sugar, even though it doesn't say it on the menu. So then I say, okay, well, all right, so let's get the water in. Let's do what I need to. And then two or three days later, I see that scale pop back down again. And so if you're watching it, you're going to see variables. You're going to see variables. But at the end of the month, cumulatively, you should be down seven to nine pounds if you're a female. If you, And these women that are saying they're losing four and five pounds a week, they may be much larger women than you. And you can't compare apples and you know to oranges. So you have to just look at yourself. If you're losing... Every pound you lose is 4,000 calories you burnt out of your body. So if you lose two pounds a week, you have lost 8,000 stored calories. At the end of the month, if you've lost eight pounds, you've lost 32,000 calories of stored fat. That's important because that's where those inches come in. You know, you may not lose a lot of weight, but at the beginning of the month, you couldn't fit in your pants. And at the end of the month, you can. So why do you care what the scale says? Why does that really matter? If you're on protocol, that's what you can expect if you're doing the right thing. On uh, men, men are usually about three to five pounds a week, average about four. So the guys are going to be down, you know, 15 to 20 pounds, eating the same way, eating what you eat, darn them. They're going to lose more. But don't compare yourself to a man. Well, my husband lost four pounds and I lost one and a half. Well, did you have a period this week? Did you, you know, you're a female. You don't have as much muscle as he does. You know, so don't do that. Just stay on your mission. And cumulatively, if you lose 8, 16, 24 pounds in three months, that's 24 pounds you didn't gain. And that's 24 pounds of fat you lost out of your body. And that's 24 pounds closer to your health and wellness goal. So don't get if you see a pound or a pound and a half. It's good. Every time you lose a pound, it's down and it's good. If you know you can do a better job, do a better job. If you can drink more water, drink more water. If you can you know, watch how much you eat out, do that. You know, right now when we're talking, I have some, you know, chicken in the crock pot with a little recipe from Geneva's cookbook and I just ad-libbed a little. But, you know, the nice baseline is I've got food in that crock pot today. Why? Because I'm friggin' busy. I'm busy all day. I don't have time to cook tonight. And, and, and during that whole time with my mom, I made, I used the crock pot a lot. I used the air fryer a lot. I did some food prep when I could. I made hard-boiled eggs every Sunday. I made little egg muffins. I chopped up some vegetables. I even bought some vegetables already chopped because I was busy. Um, uh, I had some frozen vegetables that were clean in the refrigerator freezer that I could grab and go. I mean, if you plan, and that's a big failure for people, and even if you fail to plan, you can still have a plan. So even if I didn't have what I needed ready, I still can have a backup plan. And the backup plan is some frozen shrimp in the freezer for me, some frozen vegetables in there I can grab, maybe some frozen, you know, just clean chicken tenderloins that are frozen that I can, you know, uh, defrost quickly or put in the crock pot frozen and let them cook up. So there's lots of ways to stay on plan if you want to. You have to want it. That's the trick. That is, uh, those are, wow, just so much great information, Lisa, because it really is true. And, and I'll have clients that, man, they come in and they're just, they just breeze through. And then, you know, I have probably 90% of my clients and particularly women that, you know, women tend to, to use food for comfort, food for love, food for, for everything, you know, that's just who we are. It's who, what we were taught. So, um, 
uh, before we get going on to the next, uh, I have a couple more things on, on that subject I want to just talk with you about, but I just wanted to say hi to a few people. Nancy Henderson-Smith says hi, Lisa. Uh, Vicki Peachpoff says hello. Dee says she's on the road in Mesa, Arizona, and she's been a two-day drive away from home, and boy, she went through some snow. I saw that. And she says, if you want to, you can. So she packs her cooler. She's got everything on it. Um, Marilyn Fontana says, Lisa is awesome. The best coach Ideal Protein has, in my opinion. Um, that's, wow, thank you so much. I need to tell you that Marilyn uh, is one of our star pupils, was referred by her orthopedic surgeon. She needed to get double knee replacement. Oh and Marilyn God. did an unbelievable job getting her weight in control so she could have that surgery. So. She's uh, back on track now to uh, now heal up from those post-surgical knees, and she's going to be ready to rock and roll through Italy, hopefully in June. That's her job. That's awesome. I love those kinds of stories. Uh, Karen Tennant-Pularo says, hi, hey, Lisa. Yep. So um, if you guys are just joining us, uh, remember to, first of all, share this broadcast, share it out there too. Um, if you're a business, share it to your page. If you are personal, share it to your friends because Ideal Protein is life changing. And, and this is such a, a great broadcast. And we are so lucky to be able to spend some time with Lisa. Lisa is the um, first U.S. clinic owner and um, probably the first U.S. dieter. And she's she's got the info. So um, talking about, you know, phase one protocol, there's uh, a couple, you know, things that get in the way. And um, you you have a, a great saying that is it's not what you are doing. It's what you may not be doing. Right. And so, you know, talking about uh, things like. What do you, you know, what do you put in your coffee instead of creamer? What does creamer do? People think, oh, it's no big deal. It's just a creamer. What, what's your advice on that? Well, so yes, um, I have a list of little, um, a lot of times when people complain, I only lost a pound or I didn't lose any weight this week. You know, I have to really act like a detective and start asking like these really detailed questions about, okay, but let's talk about this. Okay. So are you measuring your cream and your coffee, like your milk? You're allowed one ounce a day. Are you measuring that? Well, no, I'm just kind of eyeballing. Okay, but are you doing that once a day or four times a day? Well, I kind of, I'm having three cups of coffee a day. So you're putting whatever in your coffee three times a day. That is enough to not make you gain weight, but to prevent you from losing. And that's something people have to get in their heads. It's not, it's true. A little piece of fruit is probably not going to make you gain weight. That is true. A little bit of cream in your coffee three times a day is not probably going to make you gain weight. That is true. A little avocado in a salad is not going to make you gain weight. But when your body is a bit insulin resistant and you're having a tough time losing, if you do more cream than we tell you, put a little avocado in a salad, let the cheese stay in, let the carrots stay in, even in sliver form. If you keep doing those little, I call them BLTs, bites, yep. licks, tastes, and sips, right? A little BLT, a bite of that, a lick of that, a taste of that, a sip of that, a bite of that, a lick of that, a taste of that, a sip of that. Well, you can BLT your way to like 35 carbs or 50 carbs at the end of the week. And then you don't understand that. Why did you only lose a pound this week? Well, because you kind of just did a little bit of stuff that your body said, eh, I'm going to use that energy first before I'm going to go dig out the old. And the body is always going to take the path of least resistance. So if you keep giving your body little every day, a little something, 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 something. 
it's going to go, ooh, I got a little something, 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 something. So I don't have to go dig out that deep stuff. And so this is the difference between a one pound week and a two pound week or a one and a half pound week and a two and a half pound week. And so it's all those little things, dressings, dips, sauces, spices, seasonings. You wouldn't believe what they put sugar in. You go, everyone go home and look in your lemon pepper in your cabinet. You're going to see your lemon pepper probably has sugar in it. Like 99% of the lemon peppers have sugar in them. And you wonder why you're like, really? Yes, really. You got to look. And, you know, just different things like Worcestershire sauce. And, um, and I'm not saying these things are bad. I'm just saying if you look at them, you're going to see molasses, honey, sugar, maltodextrin, dextrose, dextrin. You're going to start seeing lots of little hidden sugars. And you don't realize it. But if you're putting a sugar here and you're putting a sugar there and you're putting a sugar here, you're getting sugar. And that is why that scale is not moving the way it needs to. So you really need to look at all of those details. Um, sometimes people will go get, you know, what they think is a, a good fast food. So they'll go through Chick-fil-A and they'll get the grilled chicken nuggets. I want you to do a little homework. I want you to go on the, the Chick-fil-A website. I want you to type in, you know, grilled chicken nuggets. I don't want you to look at the nutrition label because it's like 140 calories and three grams of fats, nothing. Look at the ingredients. You're going to see that they make their chicken nuggets. I call them sugar nuggets. You're going to see that they actually put sugar uh, orange juice concentrate, grape juice concentrate, yes, in a chicken nugget, okay? There is sugar in those nuggets. And so you you went to get grilled chicken nuggets three times this week. You didn't tell your coach because all you wrote on your journal, or maybe you didn't bring your journal, but all you wrote on your journal was chicken, you know, chicken, grilled chicken. You thought you had grilled chicken. You honestly thought you had grilled chicken. You didn't bother to say grilled chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A. So your coach <laughs> knew that you had Chick-fil-A three times this week. And that's where that little difference between a one pound week and a three pound week may, may not happen. Ah, wow. It's, it, it is the little things and, and all of those, you know, all these sugar free things. Um, I, I know that in my clinic, I, I, I keep them to not more than three extras. I know some people let you do five extras. What, what's your, um, what's your take on that? Three to five extras, you know, like if someone had, you know, um, a couple tablespoons of Walden Farms if they had like one propel drink that has a little sucralose in it or a sparkling ice drink with a little sucralose in it. Uh, maybe they had a reduced sugar ketchup that has one carb in it, less than one carb. That's an extra uh, gums and mints, you know, maybe three to maybe three to five pieces a day, maybe three pieces a day. Um, but then altogether, you don't want to do, if you're adding that up, you don't want to do more than about three to five extras a day because those are the things that could add up that maybe block the scale a bit. And so sometimes yeah. I'll say, let's not do any of those in a week and just see if, the, if, the, if that's the problem. You know, sometimes I'll say, as a coach, sometimes you have to say, well, let's try this this week and then let's switch it next week and not be afraid to do that and have your client, you know, the clients need to understand that this is a relationship between the coach and the client and we're not trying to be mean. We're trying to help you get your goals. You're paying us to help you. You're, you're paying for the food. You're paying for your coaching in the food sometimes. It's not an extra fee, but part of the fee of the food includes a good coach. And a good coach is going to be a little tough love sometimes. And it's not because we're yelling at you or scolding you because we're mad at you. We, we love you. That's why we do what we do. We care about people. That's why we do what we do every day. We want you to succeed and we want you to get those goals and we want you to turn your health around and we want you to get off your medication if it's at all possible. We want that for you. We want you to sleep better. We want your skin to look better. We, you know, we want all of this bloating to go away. We, we want all of that for you. So, we, you know, when we're, when we're asking you for your journal, when we're asking you what you did, you know, we're, we're just trying to help you. 
That's right. That's that's right. Um, Candy uh, Haslam says um, that she is on phase one, one year down, 151 pounds, 30 pounds to go. And, and Candy's very active on asking questions and following us. And thank you so much. Um, it's it's always an inspiration. Um, so Nancy Henderson Smith says too many tablespoons of Walden Farms, zero everything. So remember Walden Farms has hidden sugars. So it may say zero sugars, but it's really 0.9. So it's a carb for every serving. I always try to tell people that. Yeah, she says in one day, uh, it can stop your weight loss. My current problem, she's paying attention now. Good for you, Nancy. Um, and uh, Nancy says uh, she she's okay with tough love from Lisa. <laughs> okay, so before we get going on, if you are watching us live, please share this broadcast. Um, if you're watching us in the air, in the replay, share too. Um, send us your hearts and your love and uh, your questions. So Lisa and I are answering questions today about phase one and the biggest challenges that we have that we face. So let's talk about, um, you know, I had this uh, situation come up this week, Lisa, where a client came in and, you know, she's lost, you uh, probably half of the weight that she wants to lose and she's super excited. She's, you know, wants to, uh, you know, she's just, she's on fire, right. but um, she came in and she said, Oh, well last week I was sick. So I really had to have some uh, crackers, right. but um, you know, I'm back on track now. And, um, but I just had to have that. It's just, just the way it is. And like, I'm like speechless and, and thinking, well, it's not really the way it is. Um, how, how should people handle being sick? Well, you know, it is. So there's one thing I, I do. This happens very often, right? This has been a really tough season for people. A lot of people have been very sick this year. Um, you know, it's like this. If I have, a, and I've had clients say the same thing to me and I just look at them and go, okay, well, that is what you did. And all we can do is go forward. However, the next time something like that might happen, and I hope that it doesn't, but if it were to happen, I wish you would reach out to me and let me know, hey, because I saw you on Tuesday, you weren't sick. Let's say you got sick on Thursday and I'm not seeing you, supposed to see you till next Tuesday. You know, you should just reach out to me and say, hey, I've gotten sick. I don't really feel like eating my vegetables. I don't really feel like eating much. Uh, my throat hurts. You know, what would you recommend? Now, I've got things I can help them with. You know, I can tell them, hey, don't go get those cough syrups and cough drops if you can help it because they all have sugar in them. You know, try to find things that are sugar-free. You know, at, tell the pharmacist you need a diabetic type of a cough suppressant or you need something, you know, maybe a throat spray, maybe, maybe echinacea, whatever. Um, I can teach you next time. Maybe you can have your husband or someone come and get you some ideal protein soup because at least you can get protein in your body while you're trying to heal because protein is a healer. And I know that's not normally what you take from here, but maybe one of my chicken noodle soups or, you know, maybe my, uh, you know, something that would help you. Or maybe you go get some bone broth uh, and, and just put some bone broth in a thing. And I would just try to from there go forward and not really go back. And I would just say, hey, I get it. But in the, in the next time that something like this happens or you run into a problem, don't, don't think you have to wait until the next you know, time I see you because I can probably help you uh, navigate through this particular situation. And at the end That's of the day, right. it is the people's desire. If they like, again, if you want to, you can. And and at sometimes people just they just don't want to. And so you That's just right. you just got to go forward. But you got to just try, you know, to walk them through it because there's always an answer. If you're looking for an answer, there's always an answer. And I'm just gonna 
uh, bring Marilyn back up again. Marilyn didn't make excuses. For 20 months, she had a goal, and that goal was to get her surgeon to approve her knee surgery. She had to lose a lot of weight in order for that to happen. And I'm telling you, this woman made zero excuses. Um, she would take food with her to restaurants. She would measure out two cups of vegetables, put it in her handbag, measure out her dressing and her oil and her salt, put it in her handbag. She would go to a restaurant. She would say, can I have a bowl of romaine lettuce? And then she would go from her handbag and put everything she had already you know, measured into her into her bowl. Um, if she couldn't eat something on the menu, she brought a cooler with her. She would tell the waiter, hey, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I have nothing I can eat here. I got to eat my own food. And, and she would do that. Um, she would be in road trips with it. She had a, a, a death in the family during that time. Um, she had many things happen in 20, you know, she in 20 months of uh, activities. And she just didn't make an excuse. And she was the real epitome of she was sick, um, you know, uh, family problems, you know, everything. Things happen in 20 months in our life. She did not make an excuse. She figured it out every single time. And that just proves if you want to, you can. Absolutely. So Lisa, what do you do when people just want to exercise? And and I live in California, so we have gorgeous weather a lot of the time. And and it is probably one of my biggest challenges. And, and of course, we want people to move. Um, but burning up the treadmill or running up the trail is not helping them. How do you, you know, address the exercise piece? This is a very good topic of discussion, and it's a big one. Um, so this has gone on since the beginning of me finding out about ideal protein. Remember, I told you I was working out four times a week. Um, yeah. I athletic. Um, I am of the belief that you have to exercise. I was of the belief that you have to exercise to stay in shape and lose weight. Yes, right. you need to exercise. Yes, you need to move. Yes, our bodies, our muscles need to be oxygenated through exercise, and we need to um, have good endorphin release. And I will never argue that point. You guys just need to understand, Dr. Tran uh, is a medical doctor, but he has a PhD in sports medicine. So this this man, this doctor, made this protocol actually originally for world-class athletes. And so when you do our protocol, we do not intend for you to move at all, meaning none. That is not true. However, it does take about the first three weeks for our bodies to make adjustments uh, on the protocol. So the first three weeks, you should do very little not very much. Walk the dog, go to the mall for retail therapy if you want, um, you know, that kind of thing. Stretch, you can stretch, uh, but you really shouldn't do a whole bunch. After that time, you can do some, but the type of exercise you should do is the kind that doesn't increase your heart rate too much. And the main reason for that is not for a lifetime. It is for the protocol and the method because if you are consuming less than 50 carbs a day, which is what ideal protein phase one is, it's not an exact number, but you're eating under 50 carbs a day. And if you're eating under 50 carbs a day and you want to go run a marathon, you're not going to have enough juice in your tanks, in your tank. And so if you don't have enough juice in your tank, your body is going to steal your muscle. It's called gluconeogenesis. When the body doesn't have enough carbohydrates in the brain, because the brain requires glucose, and you deplete the glucose you took in because you're only taking in 50-ish carbs or less, your body then goes, okay, uh, bucko, I need some energy. So instead of taking your fat, guess what it does? It takes your muscle. So when your body takes muscle for energy, what is it doing for the, with the fat? It's going to hold on for dear life. And so the exact opposite that you're trying to do with exercise, which is to have more muscle mass, to have more energy, to have more 
catat- you know, to burn more, you know, uh, fat, you're doing the exact opposite because you're not eating according to uh, exercise rules. And so when you exercise, you got to have more carbohydrates. If you eat more carbohydrates, are you going to lose the weight you need to lose, the fat you're going to need to lose? The answer is no. So what we say is temporarily you cut the exercise down, not out. So you can do yoga. You could take uh, take a, d- the dog for the walk. You can take a leisurely bike ride around the neighborhood. Um, as long as you don't huff and puff, like do a boot camp or do like a Zumba dance class. Now, if you can take a Zumba class and just, you know, do a little smooth move and not do the high end stuff and kind of tone it down, you could take your Zumba class if you're okay not like, you know, going crazy. Um, whatever makes you move is good, but you just need to be aware of the fact that if you're, if you stop losing weight on the scale because you're over-exercising, which is one of those other caveats, you cannot blame the diet. It's the exercise. If you want to exercise to that level, then you need to ask your coach about something called the alternative protocol which gives you a little bit more carbohydrates, a little bit more fuel in your food tank, which would allow you to work out a little bit more. You're going to go slower on the weight loss. But if that's Mm -hmm. what you need to do, then you need to talk to your coach about the alternative protocol. And if you don't get that answer from your coaching clinic, um, you need to reach out to one of us uh, team members uh, and we can teach it to you. Not overstepping bounds, but if your coach or owner doesn't uh, know about the alternative protocol, which they should, um, it is one of our protocols that we use for type 1 diabetics and for children. If they're able to be, if their pediatrician signs off on them doing protocol, um, there's a couple of instances where we would use the alternative protocol. And it's not a less than protocol. It's just another way to, to lose your weight. And if you're not really metabolic and you just need to lose some weight, but you still need to exercise for your job or uh, for your lifestyle, then there's you can do that. So, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. All, all great information and, and things that, you know, as coaches, we are addressing. Um, so clients, um, dieters, when you are, you know, having that urge, uh, again, a client came in uh, the other day and said, I, I really like to swim and and I'm just going to go back to swimming. And I was like, well, that's very, that's great. I I love that. And, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to phase you out and then you can go back to swimming. And she was like, well, no, I need to lose 20 more pounds. And I said, well, I, I can't coach you through you swimming and, and burning three to 500 calories a day when we're only in taking 900 calories. And so she said, oh, okay. So, you know, we made a plan. Look, your 25 pounds is going to come off in about two and a half to three months. So let's, let's get you to May and then you can swim your heart out for the rest of the summer. <laughs> so, so. Another, so another alternative for that is, you know, if she can swim like a leisurely swim and not for like racing swimming, if she just wants to get in the pool and swim back, you know, back thing and swim, if she would do that. Uh, okay. Yeah, she, uh, she wants then, to. Uh, and the only other option is to do the alternative diet if she really insists on that. But, you know, you and I both know um, the best thing to do is to get the, fat get, the weight off. And get the weight off, get the fat off. And then you're going to swim like a friggin' fish because now you're going to have less weight to, put, you know, swim around and you're going to feel better and you're going to have be, be oxygenated and you're going to swim farther than you ever did before with way more energy. So just get the fat off and then, you know, but yes, you can move. I mean, I go protein even on the videos. If you're taking advantage of the videos, there are some, um, you know, movements and stuff that you can do while you're on protocol. And we encourage that. You just absolutely give you an inch. You can't take a mile because then you're going to hurt yourself. And that's really what we're saying. We don't want you 
to hurt themselves. That's what the rules are. But that's the rules of the human body. I mean, Dr. Tran just didn't pull this stuff mm-hmm. out of a hat. Uh, you yeah. know, he's got a degree. He's got a couple of degrees. He's a smart man. And we, we shouldn't reinvent his protocol. That's right. I, I love that. Um, okay. So, um, and, and one of the things that, you know, if, if you're familiar with, uh, our YouTube channel, uh, Reformation Body Solutions, we have a YouTube channel and you'll see my phase one workouts on there. So I, I show you what you can do, just some simple stuff. And, um, okay. So again, everybody, um, send us your questions. We're going to be wrapping up here in about the next 15 minutes. So if you have questions, now's the time to send those questions. Thank you also for sharing and following and um, sending us your love. So um, the one of the things I also wanted to talk about today is gauging yourself on a weekly basis, beating yourself up, comparing yourself to others. Let's talk about inches versus numbers. Oh, yes. Oh, my favorite subject. So when I go on protocol, I don't lose a lot of weight. Um, mm-hmm. I average about mm, about 1.7, maybe mm-hmm. two pounds, pounds a week, not quite. I usually average about seven or eight pounds a month. Yeah. But I lose so many inches, and the inches get me so excited because I'm pinching less and my clothes fit better. And it's a big mistake of coaches not to measure first. And if you go for your weigh-ins and you're a, you're a, a client, you ask your coach, can you measure me first today? Like if they're not doing that, you ask them, can you measure me first today? Because I feel like so different this week. And, you know, last week I couldn't button this pair of pants and this week I can button them. I had somebody come in this week and said, look at these shorts. I haven't had these shorts on in a year She's been on the diet, like four weeks. I go, seriously, you're in those shorts four weeks on protocol and you haven't worn them in a year. And she hasn't lost a ton of weight. But she lost so many inches she could put those shorts on. And so, you know, measuring to me lets me know where my fat is coming out. If I'm not losing the weight as much, it's probably because my body's holding my muscle, which is a good thing. Holding muscle and burning fat is the whole premise of protocol. Um, Because at the end of the day, if we have more muscle at the end of our dieting, Mm -hmm. we're going to have a better metabolism and maintenance. Uh, and that's really where we're headed is to keep this weight off. That's the thing I could never do on other diets. And I know on all the other diets I did, I lost a lot of muscle and not very much fat, which is why I was still wearing the size pants I was uh, when I was working out for a, a year with that trainer. I didn't lose any inches either because I just was a solid mass of fat. I was strong, but I was just yeah. um So I love the inches. Inches on our protocol usually are about double. And I tell my women, I said, like in, eight, in four weeks, if you're down eight pounds, you're probably going to be down about 13 to 15 or 16 inches. And I have fun with it. Like I write it ahead of time. I like over here, I write on week four, seven to nine. And over here, I write, you know, 14 to 16. And then at the end of four weeks, I'm like, look what you did. Look what you did. I wrote this down four weeks ago. And look what you did. You're down eight pounds and 16 inches, double the inches of weight. And if you're on protocol, that's about what's going to happen in 10 weeks. If you're going to be down 20 to 30 pounds, you're probably going to be down like 30 to 50 inches. And it's so true. And so it's the inches tells us that your body is digging out that fat. And that's just really a cool part of this program versus other diets I've done before. Uh, they didn't really lose the inches like this, like this does. So I know I'm burning the deep fat out when I see the inches go. 
that's that's uh you know that's the whole the the beauty of ideal protein and you know on on my weight loss journey as i've always said i've i've lost 65 pounds three times in my life i've been 200 pounds three times in my life um and uh you know when i found the ketogenic lifestyle i realized all those things that i loved you know i grew up with tortillas and and butter and cheese and my grandma always had refried beans and rice on the stove and and that was love and um i got rid of all that stuff and when i got rid of that that's everything so um lisa next thing up that i want to talk about before we we've got about 10 minutes here um let's talk about accountability excuses and the relationship between you and your coach Okay, so this is, again, goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, establishing a relationship with your coach, um, your trusted advisor. We, we coaches need to be your trusted advisor. And I know sometimes people are ashamed. I know shame for women uh, is, seems to be bigger in women than men. But we get so ashamed that we cheated. And then we, we feel like we cheated on our coach. And then we don't want to go see our coach. So then we hide from the coach. And then... One week leads to two weeks, and pretty soon you're like, I can't go back because now my coach is going to be ashamed of me. And then what I have found is shame leads to self-loathing, and self-loathing leads to binging. And then you're back in that negative cycle again. And so the thing is, is we, again, are not your judge and jury. We are on your team. Um, we know there's going to be things that happen that are not perfect. I get upset when people don't come to me when they've had a bad week. It's lovely when people have a great week and they come in and they show me their little gold star journal and they get on the scale and they've lost their two or three pounds and they've lost their six inches or five inches or three inches and they feel fabulous and they're sleeping great and they're putting in clothes and that's wonderful. But I want to see you when you've had a hard week. I want to see you on the week where your mom was in the hospital or you're, you know, you mm -hmm. were sick or your kid is in, you know, got in trouble or, you know, your husband is whatever, you know, I want to see you when you had a hard week because we need to have a strategy for the next time this situation comes up. We, again, we can't go back. You can't go back. Don't beat yourself up. You just got to take the next step forward. You know, I always make a little joke. I'm like, so let me ask you a question. If you accidentally broke a piece of your grandmother's china, would you then go break the other 11 pieces of china because you broke one piece of china? No. So, okay, you screwed up, you made a decision, it wasn't a great decision, you did it in the moment, move on, Buttercup. Just put a lid on it and move on. But, but let your coach help you. You know, text your coach, email your coach, call your coach. It's okay. We want to hear from you. We'd rather help, hold your hand and help because we want you to be successful. We want you to be successful for you, but we also want you to be successful so you can share that with other people and maybe help them as well. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that we're talking about this because right as we went on to the broadcast, I got a text from one of my clients that says, Renee, I hope you're well. I wanted to meet with you and get back on phase one. It's been over a year. I put all of my weight back and I've been so embarrassed to come back and see you. Um, are you in tomorrow? Yes, yeah. I'm in. Yes, I want to help you. We're going to get that weight back off. But this time we're going to we're going to work 
together closer in maintenance. And, and the key to all of this is anybody can lose weight on any program if you restrict yourself enough or do whatever it is you're trying to do. But the bottom line is, can you keep that weight off? And that's what makes ideal protein different. It's the maintenance piece. And just because you got into your size 10 genes or your size 4 genes or whatever it is for you, doesn't mean that's where it ends. That's actually where it begins. So that you keep that contact with your coach. You keep coming back in. Um, you keep checking in. Is is that what you, I mean, I'll tell you what I do with, with my clients, Lisa, and I would love to hear what you do. Um, I say, okay, so for the first month, I want you, you're not on ideal protein anymore. We've phased you out. Well, that's that's the first thing is phasing out, making sure you phase out. Um, number two is for the first month. Come every week. Just do your body composition. We have this great $10,000 machine here, man. Use it. It's free to you. It costs you nothing. Make an appointment or come in on an open day where you can just drop in. Um, after that, for, for the next two months, Come every other week because yep. that first three months is instrumental. And actually, it's the first year if you've lost a lot of weight. It's yep. it's really the first year. So um, what do you do? How, how do you do the lifestyle uh, plan and what do you suggest for dieters? Exactly what you do, because the biggest mistake that people make and it blows it blows me away. You just have spent six months, four months, three months, nine months, 12 months meeting with me every week. We've become. No, we know each other, right? I've, I've been with you. I've been on, you know, your life journey with you. And then it's almost like an abrupt divorce. It's like you just leave and you never come back. And then I don't even, I'm like used to seeing you every week. You're used to seeing me every week. And then all of a sudden we don't see each other every week. And then I don't even know, you know, like maybe you just need, like, I don't understand why. Because I, I have it set up where same thing. Why don't you come once a week for four weeks? The first month you're off the protocol and you're on your lifestyle because the harder part is lifestyle, trying to figure out what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what is working for you, what doesn't work for you, learning about the recovery day, learning about like if you had a fun food weekend, maybe you have a few days of cleanup and that doesn't mean you're going on phase one, but it's a phase one mentality. And, you know, so I do the same thing. You should come once a week for four weeks. Then you should come every other week for a couple months. Now, I've, I've worked with you on that first quarter. And then I want to see you once a month for the next nine months. And any time in that time frame that we need to do a little reboot, a little cleanup, now we're only going to clean up five or seven pounds. And we can manage five to seven pounds really quick. Um, yeah. As opposed to you just not coming in anymore. And, you know, I don't understand how else I, I try. And, I, you know, I, I think at that point, I don't really know if people just feel like they got it. They don't need to have that accountability anymore. I don't know what it is, but um, it, it is a big failure. It, it's a big it's a big part of people. Now, the ones who get it and the ones who follow that, they're the ones who really only have to lose five or seven, maybe eight pounds when they come back for their reboot, and they're done quick. They do right, right. One, a week of phase two, a week of phase three, and they're back for another nine, ten months without you. And, you know, exactly. they, they check in, right? They check in. They come in for a quarterly checkup maybe because they're – they're doing very well in their life plan. But at any point in time, the door is open for clients to come in and get, get a checkup and not be ashamed or embarrassed uh, to come back. Because now they've Absolutely. been connected. connected is the key for you. And it's not, you know, sometimes I think people think that having a coach or an accountability partner is somehow a failure of their own psyche, of their own 
that they're inept somehow if they can't do it themselves. You know, we all want to, you know, we're moms, we run businesses, we run mm-hmm. households. Uh, yep. We think we don't need somebody because we're in charge. But, you know, it's okay to keep your coach in your back pocket. Well, I, I always say everybody needs therapy. I've been to the therapist off and on since my late 20s. I, you know, um, for, for a variety of things, I started uh, mostly on doing, actually, I started because I couldn't, you know, I, I lost half of my weight, but I couldn't keep going. So, um, you know, anyway, we won't get into that. But um, so uh, just I have two more things before we go. Um, let's talk about friends and family and and getting that support system and, and just dealing with people that there's people out there that are not going to support you. And those many times are the people that are closest to you. What's your suggestion for that, Lisa? You know, it does start with writing your why statement down and your your mm-hmm. your motivation for your why. Um, you know, if you were diagnosed with cancer, your your family is not going to say, "Well, why did you get cancer? Well, why are you doing that? Well, why are you eating that? Well, why are you taking that medicine?" So I don't understand when someone's trying to make a life transformation for their own self. Why, why people, family members and friends feel the need to give their opinion and why it's their opinion. Why aren't you drinking? You always drink. Uh, why aren't you eating that? You always eat that. Why aren't you? Why are you questioning? You know, so but it starts with you having a strong why statement like I am doing this right now for me because I need to feel better, look better, fit in my clothes. You fill in the blank. But writing down the main motivation and putting it in your face, if you have to put it in your car, if you have to put it on your where you brush your teeth, if you have to put it on your refrigerator, if you have to put it in your phone, on your on your background, on your phone, what's my why? You have to define your why. Because if your why is there, then nothing anybody says can rock your boat. And you want the people to be online with you, but if they're not online with you, it you know, uh, they're not online with you. And I do find I have found that the people who are the biggest naysayers are the ones who are also would wish they could do what you're doing. They wish yes. they had the discipline that you had. Um, They wish that they, um, you know, uh, so sometimes it's a little bit of jealousy. Uh, The people that Mm -hmm. say that are usually jealous. And I don't mean that in a malicious way, but kind of uh, tenacity. Um, You just have to have your definition of your why very strong. Uh, And and for me, I just don't give it. I just don't care. Like, I don't I just went to a yoga retreat weekend. This is another thing I did. Seven women. And God love them. I love them. And I had two choices. My one choice was to not go and enjoy the camaraderie, the laughter, the, you know, the, the retreat um, for what it was supposed to be. Uh, or I could go and hit it face on. So we went to a bed and breakfast where all the food was provided. I had paid for the food. But I took my Yeti and I had my egg whites and I had my stuff and I had my ideal protein food. And when they were eating, drinking wine, I had my little branch chain amino acid and I poured that <laughs> in my Yeti and pretended it was my wine. And when they had chocolate, I had a brownie. And when they had, you know, fruit, I had vegetables. And um, I just managed it because I didn't really care what they were doing. And I'm just focused on my own goals. And some people would say, how did you do that? Because I wanted to. I wanted to. If I wanted to participate a different way, I would have made a different choice. But my choice was to stay on my mission for my goals, for my why. So you've got to define your why. I love that. Yeah, it, it really is. And 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 here's my last question before we uh, finish up today. 
Um, this is something that I think a lot of people get confused on, and it is really about why do we have to do protocol 100%? Why can't we do it 90% and get results? <laughs> um, well, if you were, I don't know, I guess I would say 89% because, you know, the difference, <laughs> between a B, the, 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 B, the difference between a B plus and an, and an A, right? It's a difference. Okay. So do you want to have a B plus report card or a C report card, or do you want to have an A report card? And, you know, the, the thing is, is again, the protocol is the protocol for a reason. Um, it's not to be mean. It's not to be restrictive. It may seem restrictive, but on the other hand, you know, I always say, you know, I've, I've read this before and it hit me the right way, you know, um, and Drew Carey made a comment about this years ago when he lost all of his weight, um, the comedian, he, uh, he said, you know, I used to, I used to reward my, I used to think that when I ate my donuts and my alcohol and my whatever comfort food that I was rewarding was a reward. So when I would do good, I would reward myself with food and alcohol and abundance and, and, and excess. And he goes, I learned that that was actually a punishment and it was a punishment for less, you know, clothes, clothing options, less sexual desire, less you know, energy. I couldn't get on a roller coaster with my son, you know, less activities. So really eating like that was not really a reward. It was really a punishment. Um, and so then the other thing that hits me is, you know, being on a diet is hard. Okay. And I hate the word diet, but being on a diet is hard, but being fat, unhealthy, overweight, not fitting in my clothes, not wanting to be in a picture with my family, not wanting to go to the beach. Cause I feel like a beach whale. That's hard too. So pick yeah. which hard do you want? Which hard do you want? They're both hard. Which hard are you willing to do right now? I say if I temporarily do this over here the way it's supposed to be done, in the order it's supposed to be done, in the method it's supposed to be done in, I will then in X amount of months not feel that way. And then I will be happy to be in a picture and I'll be happy, you know, to uh, go to the beach and I'll be happy to, you know, uh, I'll be happy but it's not, it's not the weight that makes you happy. It's just the whole chemistry of it all. It's just the chemistry of it. Like you feel good literally from the inside out. You can Yes. Um, all, all of those are, are great things. And, and it looks like um, Lisa might have gotten frozen here on um on her side of things but all right we have uh finished up for our day today and thank everybody for coming um if you're watching this in the replay be sure to share this send us your questions we will come back and answer your questions for you um there you there you are lisa <laughs> Sometimes our, our internet goes crazy. All right, so um, I'm just wrapping up with everybody. Is there any last tidbits you would like to share? You know, the only thing I'm just going to say is if you can, if you want to, you can. And please, you know, be connected to your coach. Stay connected, be connected, and don't let the naysayers in your world bring you down. Um, you need to just stay true to you for what you're doing uh, and why you're. Okay, so it's a wrap, you guys. Um, we lost Lisa, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, here she comes. Here she comes. We're we're having a day today. So finish finish your statement. That's it. after the, the naysayers. What was the last thing? 
You, you were talking about don't let the naysayers get in the way. Yeah, just don't let the naysayers get in the way and stick to your guns for the reason you're sticking to your guns. And um, at the end of the day, you're going to be rewarded with better health, uh, better energy, uh, better everything. And, you know, and then just stay connected to your coach. That's the most important uh, asset that you have. It really is. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. And um, Lisa, thank you so much for your wisdom. It's been such a pleasure. Um, Lisa, is it's it's a special thing to get some coaching from the top coach. Um, so if you have questions, put them in the comment section. Lisa and I will go back through, even if it's two or five days from now or whenever you're watching the video, we'll be happy to answer your questions, share this broadcast with your friends and uh, share the gift of health. So thanks everybody. See you soon. Bye. Thank you.